This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Bryant. Paradise Lost by John Milton. Book 3, Part 1. Hail, holy light, offspring of heaven's firstborn. Or of the eternal, co-eternal beam may I express the unblamed, since God is light, and never but in unapproached light dwelt from eternity, dwelt then in thee, bright effluence of bright essence increate. Or hearest thou rather pure ethereal stream whose fountain who shall tell? Before the sun, before the heavens thou wert, and at the voice of God, as with a mantle didst invest the rising world of waters dark and deep, one from the void and formless infinite. Thee I revisit now with bolder wing, escaped the Stygian pool, though long detained in that obscure sojourn, while in my flight through utter and through middle darkness born with other notes than to the Orphean lyre, I sung of chaos and eternal night, taught by the heavenly muse to venture down the dark descent, and up to reascend, though hard and rare. Thee I revisit safe, and feel thy sovereign vital lamp, but thou revisit'st not these eyes, that roll in vain to find thy piercing ray, and find no dawn. So thick a drop serene hath quenched their orbs, or dim suffusion veiled. Yet not the more cease I to wander where the muses haunt clear spring, or shady grove, or sunny hill, smit with the love of sacred song, but chief thee, Zion, and the flowery brooks beneath that wash thy hallowed feet, and warbling flow nightly I visit. Nor sometimes forget those other two equaled with me in fate, so were I equaled with them in renown, blind Thamyris and blind Maonides, and Tiresias and Phineas, prophets old. Then feed on thoughts that voluntary move harmonious numbers, as the wakeful bird sings darkling, and in shadiest covert hid tunes her nocturnal note. Thus with the year seasons return, but not to me returns day, or the sweet approach of even or morn, or sight of vernal bloom, or summer's rose, or flocks, or herds, or human face divine, but cloud instead, and ever during dark surrounds me, from the cheerful ways of men cut off, and for the book of knowledge fair, presented with a universal blank of nature's works, to me expunged and raised, and wisdom at one entrance quite shut out. So much the rather thou, celestial light, shine inward, and the mind through all her powers irradiate, there plant eyes, all mist from thence purge and disperse, that I may see and tell of things invisible to mortal sight. Now had the Almighty Father from above, from the pure Empyrean where he sits, high throned above all height, bent down his eye, his own works and their works at once to view. About him all the sanctities of heaven stood thick as stars, and from his sight received beatitude past utterance. On his right the radiant image of his glory sat, his only Son. On earth he first beheld our two first parents, 
yet the only two of mankind, in the happy garden placed, reaping immortal fruits of joy and love, uninterrupted joy, unrivaled love in blissful solitude. He then surveyed hell and the gulf between, and Satan there coasting the wall of heaven on this side night in the dun air sublime, and ready now to stoop with wearied wings and willing feet on the bare outside of this world that seemed firm land embosomed without firmament, uncertain which in ocean or in air, him God beholding from his prospect high, wherein past, present, future he beholds, thus to his only Son foreseeing spake. Only begotten Son, seest thou what rage transports our adversary, whom no bounds prescribed, no bars of hell, nor all the chains heaped on him there, nor yet the main abyss wide interrupt can hold. So bent he seems on desperate revenge." that shall redound upon his own rebellious head. And now, through all restraint broke loose, he wings his way not far off heaven, in the precincts of light, directly towards the new-created world, and man there placed, with purpose to assay if him by force he can destroy, or worse, by some false guile pervert, and shall pervert, for man will hearken to his glozing lies, and easily transgress the sole command, sole pledge of his obedience. So will fall he and his faithless progeny. Whose fault? Whose but his own? In great, he had of me all he could have. I made him just and right, sufficient to have stood, though free to fall. Such I created all the ethereal powers and spirits, both them who stood and them who failed. Freely they stood who stood, and fell who fell. Not free, what proof could they have given sincere of true allegiance, constant faith or love, where only what they needs must do appeared, not what they would? What praise could they receive? What pleasure I from such obedience paid, when will and reason, reason also is choice, useless and vain, of freedom both despoiled, made passive both, had served necessity, not me? They therefore, as to right, belonged, so were created, nor can justly accuse their Maker, or their making, or their fate. As if predestination overruled their will, disposed by absolute decree or high foreknowledge, they themselves decreed their own revolt, not I. If I foreknew, foreknowledge had no influence on their fault, which had no less proved certain unforeknown. So without least impulse or shadow of fate, or aught by me immutably foreseen, they trespass, authors to themselves in all both what they judge and what they choose, for so I formed them free, and free they must remain till they enthrall themselves. I else must change their nature, and revoke the high decree unchangeable, eternal, which ordained their freedom, they themselves ordained their fall. The first sort by their own suggestion fell, self-tempted, self-depraved. Man falls deceived by the other first. Man therefore shall find grace, the other none. In mercy and justice both, through heaven and earth, so shall my glory excel, but mercy first and last shall brightest shine.
Thus, while God spake, ambrosial fragrance filled all heaven, and in the blessed spirit's elect, sense of new joy ineffable diffused. Beyond compare the Son of God was seen most glorious. In him all his Father shone substantially expressed, and in his face divine compassion visibly appeared, love without end, and without measure grace, which uttering thus he to his Father spake. O Father, gracious was that word which closed thy sovereign sentence, that man should find grace, for which both heaven and earth shall high extol thy praises with the innumerable sound of hymns and sacred songs, wherewith thy throne encompassed shall resound thee ever blessed. For should man finally be lost, should man thy creature late so loved, thy youngest son fall circumvented thus by fraud, though joined with his own folly? That be from thee far, that far be from thee, Father, who art judge of all things made, and judgest only right. Or shall the adversary thus obtain his end, and frustrate thine? Shall he fulfill his malice, and thy goodness bring to naught? Or proud return, though to his heavier doom, yet with revenge accomplished, and to hell draw after him the whole race of mankind, by him corrupted? Or wilt thou thyself abolish thy creation, and unmake for him what for thy glory thou hast made? So should thy goodness and thy greatness both be questioned and blasphemed without defense. To whom the great Creator thus replied, O Son, in whom my soul hath chief delight, Son of my bosom, Son who art alone my word, my wisdom, and effectual might, all hast thou spoken as my thoughts are, all as my eternal purpose hath decreed. Man shall not quite be lost, but saved who will, yet not of will in him, but grace in me freely vouchsafed. Once more I will renew his lapsed powers, though forfeit and enthralled by sin to foul exorbitant desires. Upheld by me, yet once more he shall stand on even ground against his mortal foe by me upheld, that he may know how frail his fallen condition is, and to me owe all his deliverance, and to none but me. Some I have chosen, of peculiar grace, elect above the rest, so is my will. The rest shall hear me call, and oft be warned their sinful state, and to appease betimes the incensed deity, while offered grace invites." For I will clear their senses dark what may suffice, And soften stony hearts to pray, repent, and bring obedience due. To prayer, repentance, and obedience due, Though but endeavored with sincere intent, Mine ear shall not be slow, mine eye not shut. And I will place within them as a guide my umpire conscience, Whom if they will hear, light after light well used they shall attain, And to the end persisting safe arrive. This my long sufferance and my day of grace they who neglect and scorn shall never taste. But hard be hardened, blind be blinded more, that they may stumble on and deeper fall. And none but such from mercy I exclude. But yet all is not done. Man disobeying, disloyal breaks his fealty, and sins against the high supremacy of heaven, affecting Godhead and so losing all to expiate his treason hath not left, but to destruction sacred and devote he with his whole posterity must die, die he or justice must. 
unless for him some other able and as willing pay the rigid satisfaction, death for death. Say, heavenly powers, where shall we find such love? Which of ye will be mortal to redeem man's mortal crime, and just the unjust to save? Dwells in all heaven charity so dear? He asked, but all the heavenly choir stood mute, and silence was in heaven. On man's behalf patron or intercessor none appeared, much less that durst upon his own head draw the deadly forfeiture, and ransom set. And now without redemption all mankind must have been lost, adjudged to death and hell by doom severe, had not the Son of God, in whom the fullness dwells of love divine, his dearest mediation thus renewed. Father, thy word is past, man shall find grace, and shall grace not find means that finds her way the speediest of thy winged messengers to visit all thy creatures, and to all comes unprevented, unimplored, unsought, happy for man so coming. He her aid can never seek, once dead in sins and lost. Atonement for himself or offering meat, indebted and undone, hath none to bring. Behold me, then, me for him, life for life I offer. On me let thine anger fall. Account me man. I for his sake will leave thy bosom, and this glory next to thee freely put off, and for him lastly die well pleased. On me let death wreck all his rage. Under his gloomy power I shall not long lie vanquished. Thou hast given me to possess life in myself forever. By thee I live, though now to death I yield, and am his due all that of me can die. Yet that debt paid, thou wilt not leave me in the loathsome grave his prey, nor suffer my unspotted soul for ever with corruption there to dwell. But I shall rise victorious, and subdue my vanquisher, spoiled of his vaunted spoil. Death, his death's wound, shall then receive, and stoop inglorious, of his mortal sting disarmed. I through the ample air in triumph high shall lead hell captive, Mauger Hell and show the powers of darkness bound. Thou at the sight pleased, out of heaven shalt look down and smile, while by thee raised I ruin all my foes, death last, and with his carcass glut the grave. Then with the multitude of my redeemed shall enter heaven long absent, and return, Father, to see thy face, wherein no cloud of anger shall remain, but peace assured, and reconcilement. Wrath shall be no more thenceforth, but in thy presence joy entire. His words here ended, but his meek aspect silent yet spake, and breathed immortal love to mortal men, above which only shone filial obedience. As a sacrifice glad to be offered, he attends the will of his great Father. Admiration seized all heaven what this might mean, and whither tend wondering. But soon the Almighty thus replied, O thou in heaven and earth, the only peace found out for mankind under wrath, O thou, my soul complacence, well thou knowest how dear to me are all my works, nor man the least, though last created, that for him I spare thee from my bosom and right hand, to save, by losing thee a while, the whole race lost. Thou therefore, whom thou only canst redeem, their nature also to thy nature join, and be thyself man among men on earth, made flesh, when time shall be, of virgin seed by wondrous birth, 
Be thou in Adam's room, the head of all mankind, though Adam's son. As in him perish all men, so in thee, as from a second root, shall be restored as many as are restored, without thee none. His crime makes guilty all his sons. Thy merit imputed shall absolve them who renounce their own both righteous and unrighteous deeds, and live in thee transplanted, and from thee receive new life. So man, as is most just, shall satisfy for man, be judged and die. And dying rise, and rising with him raise his brethren, ransomed with his own dear life. So heavenly love shall outdo hellish hate, giving to death, and dying to redeem, so dearly to redeem, what hellish hate so easily destroyed, and still destroys in those who, when they may, accept not grace. Nor shalt thou, by descending to assume man's nature, lessen or degrade thine own, because thou hast, though throned in highest bliss equal to God, and equally enjoying God-like fruition, quitted all to save a world from utter loss, and hast been found by merit more than birthright son of God, found worthiest to be so by being good, far more than great or high, because in thee love hath abounded more than glory abounds. Therefore thy humiliation shall exalt with thee thy manhood also to this throne. Here shalt thou sit incarnate, here shalt reign both God and man, son both of God and man, anointed universal king, all power I give thee, reign for ever, and assume thy merits. Under thee as head supreme, thrones, princedoms, powers, dominions I reduce. All knees to thee shall bow, of them that bide in heaven or earth, or under earth in hell. When thou attended gloriously from heaven shalt in the sky appear, and from thee send the summoning archangels to proclaim thy dread tribunal, forthwith from all winds the living, and forthwith the sighted dead of all past ages to the general doom shall hasten. Such a peal shall rouse their sleep. Then all thy saints assembled, thou shalt judge bad men and angels. They arraigned shall sink beneath thy sentence. Hell, her numbers full, thenceforth shall be forever shed. Meanwhile the world shall burn, and from her ashes spring new heaven and earth, wherein the just shall dwell, and after all their tribulations long see golden days, fruitful of golden deeds, with joy and love triumphing, and fair truth. Then thou thy regal scepter shalt lay by, for regal scepter then no more shall need, God shall be all in all. But all ye gods adore him, who to compass all this dies, adore the sun, and honor him as me. End of Book 3, Part 1